Good Sunday, ladies and listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Fertile Ground. I'm your host, Shemaine Pickens, and today we're going to be talking about the Supreme Court decision of Roe versus Wade and how that impacts your infertility. I want to hear your thoughts. Here we go. Good Sunday, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Fertile Ground. I am super, super excited to be back. We took a little hiatus to kind of get our foundation on the ground and clap, clap, claps to us. We finally received our 5013C exemption status from the good old IRS. So um, the Fertile Ground Foundation is now a reality that can begin supporting women and families battling against infertility all across the country. I'm super excited about that. Um, I have an amazing new board as well, uh, Miss Courtney Dial Thurman and Miss Milan Kelly, who are all both co-directors of the Fertile Ground Foundation with me. So I'm super excited to begin that journey and to begin uh, supporting you, supporting women, um, and creating a more of a space for conversation around infertility uh, and bringing more awareness to the scene. So you know that's what we're all about on this show is talking about your fertility, talking about reproductive health, um, and really getting into what it means to struggle with this, to be a survivor of this, which is what I always like to say. Um, I think that when you deal with infertility uh, at any point in time in your life, you are a survivor. Um, You have endured um, this. And it's not, you know, my mouth always wants to say disease, (laughs) Um, because I guess for me, it feels like that. Um, but it's not, um, and we're not going to let it define, um, who we are as well. Um, that's a big and huge, 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 huge thing, uh, for me. Um, I, I'm definitely not going to let it define, uh, who I am. So, um, we've got an interesting show for you today. Um, I tell you, um, we've, I've been all over social media. Um, I've been, um, all over, um, just the internet period looking at, um, at, at reactions <laughs> to this decision, um, for the Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade. And I'm going to be submitting this out to, um, my, to uh to the Fertile Ground uh podcast and the Fertile Ground Foundation uh followers on Facebook and on Instagram because I really really want to get into some of your opinions on this. Um I know where I stand on this and I really really want to get into where my ladies, you know, how my ladies feel. And at the same time, I want to hear how um, the, the men feel about this issue. I mean, it doesn't just impact women, it impacts men as well. Um, but I think the larger impact obviously is on women. And for those of you who know me, um, who have dealt with me in any capacity, know that I am all about women. All of my companies, my foundation, my organizations are all catered towards supporting and advocating for women. Um, and I just kind of felt like this decision to overturn Roe versus Wade just sent a a shockwave through the female community um, and and across the world in general. You know, many people were not 
expecting for this this to happen. They they never thought that Roe versus Wade, and I'll be the first to admit that I was really thinking that I, you know, there's no way, you know. But the honest truth is, is that you know, this this law, um, there are certain individuals who've been wanting to repeal this law um, for a very very long time, um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, So we're going to get into that today on the show. We're going to talk about reproductive health. You know, what does this mean? Um, How does this impact you as a woman? Um, You know, and and also I kind of want to touch just a little bit on the moral aspect of this. You know, I feel like that that's really the foundational principle behind why this law was repealed Um, and talking about kind of what that means. So um, let's just talk about briefly, you know, what this law ultimately, what this this court decision ultimately means. Um, the repeal of Roe versus Wade uh, means that it now comes down to the state that you live in to determine whether or not they will deem abortion legal in that state. Um, now, I live in North Carolina, which we have a Democratic governor, so um, I don't feel that we have too much to worry about, but there are lots of women in states across the country um, who will, you know, who will be impacted by this. Um, and ultimately, you know, what I am hearing women say, women say is, you know, it, it's, you know, the, the theme of the day, my body, my choice, right? You know, a lot of women feel that even if you're not in that situation or have never been in a situation where you've had to get an abortion, you still feel that it's not the government's responsibility or their, or their place to tell you what you can do with your body as a woman. Um, and you know, a lot of women feel, you know, in the community kind of feel like this comes from a place of, uh, of uh, this is motivated by religion. Um, because, you know, so many people in the pro-life arena feel that, you know, this is not a decision that should be left up to you, um, as a woman, you know, this should be a decision that is protected, um, because life deserves to be protected. And where I kind of stand on this issue is that, you know, I am definitely pro-life, but I'm also pro-choice. Um, and that means that, you know, if I am in a situation where I feel that abortion is necessary for my health and safety, then I want to be able to make that decision. And there are so many scenarios I've had women give me over um, over the last uh, week or so where this law could be impactful. For example, you know, how does this impact women who have ectopic pregnancies? Um, and I'll be the first one to step into that arena and say, you know, I've already had two ectopic pregnancies you know, that ultimately had to end in aborting the pregnancy. You know, is that going to be a right that's protected? You know, what about women who are in in situations, it may not necessarily be fertility based, but who are sexually assaulted, women who are placed in compromising positions um, by our male counterparts, um, and, and now will no longer have the right to make a choice that's going to impact the rest of their life. Um, so this is a huge, 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 huge topic, um, that is going to impact women, uh, around, you know, around the country, obviously. 
So, you know, I encourage all of my, you know, my female listeners, you know, if you, uh, if you feel that you're going to be impacted by this or even not, if you're a woman, you're impacted by this, you know, Hey, now is your time to speak. Now is your time to speak up. But I've, you know, I'm just, I'm curious as to what, what the community feels about it. Um, because this is a real issue, especially in the infertility arena where so many, um, infertility can, you know, when you're battling infertility, those situations can lead down a path where you have no choice but to abort a pregnancy. You know, DNCs are required, you know, aborting a pregnancy due to ectopic to save your life is a huge, huge deal. Aborting a pregnancy that has severe abnormalities. These are all situations that apply to us as women. And, you know, I feel like unless you've carried a child, <laughs> um, unless you understand what it's like to, to do that, you don't have the, uh, the authority to tell a woman what she can do with her body. It's her body. And again, back to that, my body, my choice. I'm always going to believe in that. I'm definitely a pro-life. I believe that life should be tried to be, you know, life should be spared and protected, you know, but not at the cost of of my health, not at the cost of my life. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, bringing it back to um, the moral ground decision, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes, you know, being judged by the decisions that you make. Um, and that's, that, that's a huge, huge deal. Um, you know, I, I was going to read a, a Facebook post that I'd saw that had multiple scenarios in which this law would impact it. Um, but that content was removed, um, probably for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, but it was a long post. And essentially that post just said, you know, was talking about all these different scenarios in which, you know, abortion would have to be an option. Um, and just getting people to think about that, you know, thinking about, you know, what if it were you, you know, what if you were in that situation? What if, you know, would you want the government making a decision for you on your behalf that's going to impact the rest of your life? That's really what it comes down to. But for me, um, in the infertility arena, you know, I'm all about advocating for women's, uh, women's fertility, um, and women's reproductive, uh, health. I don't think that reproductive health is, is fairly represented, uh, in our laws in this country, uh, women still, in my opinion, remain very unprotected. Um, and, and for me, this was just another layer of protection that was stripped away, you know, and it a lot of times doesn't feel as though we're valued, you know, our lives are valued. Um, and I think that's what a lot of women are feeling. You know, we don't feel as though what, what we go through, uh, with our bodies and with our reproductive health really matters because if it really, really mattered, then we would see more protections provided by our government, by large corporations, where there are still corporations out there that do not provide paid maternity leave. Um, um, or paid parental leave. So we're starting to see that turn come, but there's still a lot of work to do in those arenas. Um, and it's us up to us in these communities to let our voices be heard. So that's what we kind of have to do. Um, you know, I, I invite the conversation around this topic uh, on the Facebook page, on the Instagram page. I want to hear how you guys feel 
feel um, about this? And, you know, from from an infertility perspective, what are your thoughts? Um, and what can we do as a community to continue to support each other um, through these events? Because it's going to take that now, you know, here, this is where we are. And we're going to have to band together even more closely as women um, to support each other uh, through these tough situations, these tough scenarios where we have to really make these life altering decisions. So that's that. I mean, that's, that's, that's huge. Um, you know, so taking a moment to kind of transition to, um, the moral ground issue, right? So, um, we hear so, so many people talk about the separation of church and state, um, in this. And by any means, let me just, you know, put this disclaimer out there right now. I am not by any means supporting lobbying or by any means supporting telling my listeners or followers to go down and march against blah, blah, blah. No, that's not what I'm saying. This is about public opinion. Um, this is about expressing your concern over um, over your beliefs, over what you feel. And I am here to respect everyone's beliefs. I believe that everyone has a right to believe and to feel the way they choose because that's your that's your prerogative. That is your God given choice. But. At the same time, you know, if we're talking about the moral issue, it it feels as though, you know, one can be judge and jury in certain situations, but, you know, on the other side of the fence, you're saying, you know, no one can judge anyone for their, you know, for their beliefs. And let's just speak from, you know, the perspective of Christianity at this point. You know, this is always a touchy topic because, you know, a lot of people in the community feel that Christianity at times can be very hypocritical. Um, and I have actually seen it in action. Um, so I, you know, I, I believe that the basis and foundation of Christianity is good and true, but when you factor in people and, 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 and everything that comes with, you know, mankind and humanity and our ability to make, you know, moral choices, it just seems as though, you know, the judgment factor is always there. Um, and every individual, from what I believe, you have to be responsible for making your own decisions in your life, no matter what that decision is, no matter what it is. Okay. You are responsible for that choice. And if we are truly upholding the principles of Christianity, then that is the choice. But I think that that's where the conflict lies is, you know, the moral issue, you know, the separation of church and state. Is it truly a separation of church and state? You know, there's the judgment factor there. You know, there's so many people judging um, uh, uh, the decisions of women. Um, and you don't really know the context of the situation. You know, I've seen it so many times where you have individuals who, who make decisions about, uh, a specific person based upon what that person has had to do to survive. And I don't think that's fair. You know, you aren't walking in that individual's shoes. You don't know what is going on. You don't know what their financial situation is. You don't know what their mental health situation is. You don't know if they are in a life-threatening scenario or not. And and making split decision, you know, split, you know, decision judgments uh, on people based upon that individual's circumstances is just unfair. Um, But this is the world that we live in, right? 
You know, this is the world that we live in. We live in the world of judgment. Um, Social media has made it possible for us to see deep into the lives of of people around the world. Um, Whatever you want to share about your life is, you know, it it becomes public. And there is a lot of it going around on the Internet. There's so much shaming going around for people's decisions. But. You know, I also believe that if you open yourself up for that, you're going to receive it. You know, if you open the door and let people look and peer into your house, they're going to judge based upon what they see. Okay. And not what they know to be true. So, you know, that's kind of where, you know, the moral ground issue goes for me is that, you know, no one, in my opinion, can be judge and jury in a situation like this. You know, you you judge yourself. You know, I, I, saying that I it makes me think about you know when the saying that people say you know like especially women or you know they say judge a mama type of situation. <laughs> it's that scenario where it's like don't judge me. You know, don't judge me because you don't have the right to judge me. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know my life. You do not know my life, right? You have absolutely no idea about what I go through. So I think that that's, you know, that is definitely a huge point for me. Um, And I just feel like, I mean, at this point, yo, like you guys have really, really got to um, take a step back and look at what your judgment does, right? So that that's kind of where I stand on it. Um, and I feel like, again, it goes back to the support. Um, we need to continue to support each other. We need to continue to value, um, women, um, to place them, um, and in a specific place where they understand, where we understand as women that we are a priceless commodity. Um, we need to protect our women, especially, you know, I, you know, I'm a black woman, um, living in the minority community and within the collective. And I'll tell you right now that I don't believe, you know, especially black women, that black women are protected. You know, we haven't been protected in my opinion, ever. Um, and it's not just by the world, it's within our own communities as well. So, you know, there is opportunity there for us to, um, to continue to do that. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come right back, we will talk a little bit more about this issue and what you can do to help, uh, let your voice be heard. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Undisputed fact of the day, Roe versus Wade was overturned. What you going to do about it? I can say anything I want just like that. Yeah, I can say anything I want just like that. Ooh, and we're back. I just love my Undisputed Truth segment. Um, it, it's it's always your fact, like your fact of the day. Um, and the fact of the day that we're talking about today is Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade, the law that protects uh, women's uh, rights to uh, have an abortion, um, which is what it ultimately comes down to, um, it was overturned by the Supreme, the Supreme Court. Um, and this decision essentially means that uh, the the government is allowing your state now to 
make the decision on whether or not abortion will be legal in your state. And again, I live in North Carolina where North Carolina has a Democratic governor. So I'm not really sure that this is going to be really, you know, too impactful here just yet. But there may come a time when it actually will be. Um, so this is a really, really huge, huge issue. We're going to be talking about it a lot more um, over the next few weeks as, you know, we are ramping up to step into uh, voting season. You know, this is the time of year where voices are heard. This is the time of year where change is affected, where um, you have the ability to go out and voice your opinion through your vote. So a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, But, you know, where we are in the Roe versus Wade space is how this decision impacts women uh, in abortion rights from an infertility perspective. Um, And there's still a lot to learn about this and whether or not abortion is going to impact your your ability to uh, have an abortion if it's related to your health. Um, I would imagine that certain concessions obviously will be made in this respect But we start getting into the conversation of protect one, protect all. Um, and the, the, the conversation around choice, um, you can't make a decision, you know, that the Roe versus Wade was in place to protect, you know, from the one situation to the all situation. If it happens to one woman and she needs protection under that law, it protects all women who may fall into that category. And you may never fall into a scenario where you have to get an abortion. You know, I hope that you never, ever do, you know, but in the world of infertility, if you've had uh, an ectopic pregnancy before, you have fallen into that category. You have more than likely had to abort a pregnancy behind that situation. And again, I had to do it twice. You know, it happened to me two years straight. I had to do it last year and I've just recently had to do it again this year. The first one didn't necessarily work out too well. I ended up having to have the emergency surgery due to a ruptured tube. And if you know anything about ectopic pregnancies, you know that they can be life-threatening situations. You know, uh, bursting tubes can cause hemorrhaging, which can cause loss of life. So uh, I was lucky this year in the respect that, you know, I didn't have to do that. They were able to catch it early, but nonetheless, I still had to take methotrexate shots to abort that pregnancy because it you know, we don't want that to turn into a life-threatening scenario. Um, and many, many women every single day deal with that same, same scenario. And we're going to be talking about that more over the next several weeks about what this means for you. You know, what's, what does it mean in your state? You know, and have you had any experiences, you know, that you want to share? You know, if so, please feel free to go out to our Instagram and Facebook communities uh, at the Fertile Ground podcast and talk about your opinions. Um, I posted a video uh, about it the day that this, you know, the news came out that the decision was made. I was very angry, very upset um, because as a woman, I feel like that now my choice has been taken away uh, to make decisions for my body and my health. Um, and I want to be able to make those decisions. These decisions don't impact men, you know, No one is telling men that they need to go out and get a vasectomy because you don't need to be able to have any children. You know, you fathered 20 kids, you know, Uh, at what point does the government say, huh, 
maybe you don't need to have any kids. Maybe, maybe you have too many and you can't financially support them all. So we're going to order you to go get a vasectomy so you can no longer have children. You know, that's the equivalent of this, I think, for men, you know, to us is that, you know, they don't seem to understand what this means for a woman. No one is telling a man what they can and cannot do with their bodies. You know, no one is telling, you know, no one, but the woman for whatever reason is seeming to be, you know, seems to be penalized for a a decision that takes two parties to make. You know, a woman cannot go out here and get pregnant on her own or get, you know, I mean, it's not possible. Well, it's possible, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, this, the, that's a choice, right? You know, if a woman goes out to, you know, and decides, oh, I want to do an IVF, that's her decision, right? That's her decision. But if a man and a woman lay down and they decide, you know, or not decide, because most of these are unplanned pregnancies, um, you know, they don't want this child. You know, if the woman says, well, this man, you know, I'm in a horrible, you know, domestic violence situation, you know, where my life is threatened every single day. You know, I want the ability to make the decision whether or not I want to continue a life with that, that man, you know, you have a child by a man, you are tied to that man for the rest of that child's life and beyond. If you want to just be real about it. Um, You know, if you're in a situation where you are raped by a family member, molested by a family member, sexually assaulted by a family member, you want to be able to make the decision, hey, I I, I don't want to have this baby for multiple reasons, for health reasons, you know, for incest, you know, ab, you know, abnormalities. Like there are so many scenarios that this law impacts that, you know, women no longer have the choice to make themselves. Um, and this is a huge, huge deal. Huge, 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 huge deal. Much, much, much more conversation coming on this. Um, so over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about it. Um, you're going to see me put some in some polls and um, things of that nature out on the Facebook page, out on the Instagram page. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to share some of your thoughts on the show next week as we continue to talk about it. And I'm hoping to bring a guest on the show next week, um, who can kind of, um, share their opinion, um, uh, on this matter, uh, and, and how they feel about it. You know, this individual has, uh, definitely been impacted by infertility and has had, uh, miscarriages and ectopics. Um, so I'm hoping to get that individual on the show, um, next week so that we can kind of open up the conversation around this. You know, this is where this platform shines um, because this is raw and real conversation about topics and issues that impact women every single day. And infertility uh, impacts us every single day. And now we have one more layer um, within our world to worry about. Um, Fair or not, who's to say? So we're going to keep this show short this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am so, so, so very appreciative. Um, I hope everyone had uh, an amazing uh, 4th of July and an amazing Juneteenth celebration this past month in June. Uh, like I said, we took some time off and and now we are back um, and we are going to be dropping episodes every Sunday. So make sure you tune in to the Fertile Ground podcast every Sunday, wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back next week talking more about Roe versus Wade and we will be discussing your opinions. Thank you guys so much. I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time. Peace.
Music for the show provided by Main Lady Music Productions.